The AAPA conference is coming up May 18th through 22nd in Houston. I'm so sad that I will not be there, but some of my favorite people will be. So I want to make sure that y'all know who to look out for. So if you're heading down to the conference, make sure you go by the Blueprint and Rosh Review table. They're giving away all kinds of stuff stethoscopes, seats in the review course. They're talking about how Rosh Review has joined Blueprint and what that looks like. But definitely go stop by, say hi, get some swag, tell them I said hello, uh, and it'll be a really good time. I'm sure y'all will have an awesome time in Houston. Make sure you go to Torchy's Tacos, my absolute favorite, and spend some time in the exhibit hall exploring we know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for QBanks, pants review courses, now is the time. And usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Hey guys, today for episode 48, we have an interview with Erin, a very soon-to-be Marshall B. Ketchum PA student. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. All right, guys, we've reached the end of our webinar series, and that's all my webinars, but I have some ideas for some other ones in the future. If you're just tuning in and you missed the webinar series, go back and listen to those episodes. And I'm Savannah, by the way. I am a dermatology PA and I'm currently on maternity leave because I had a sweet baby girl in June and she is doing awesome. We are doing awesome. If you follow me on Instagram, um, my at the PA platform account, you probably saw that we had some bumps in the road as far as um, some postpartum complications. So that wasn't the most fun, but we are all good now um, and she is sleeping. So I get to come and work on podcast. But anyway, um, today's interview, and I'm really excited to get back to interviews. If there's anyone that you would love to see an interview with, please let me know and I'll reach out to them and tell them they need to do it. Um, but today we have an interview with Aaron. And Aaron, um, I guess I met him on social media as I meet lots of these PA people. And he is about to start PA school at Marshall B. Ketchum. He has a really cool story, which I'm going to let him tell you about. Um, but he has such great advice as a reapplicant and someone who went from applying one cycle with zero interview invites to the next cycle receiving four interview invites and essentially declining some of them and pulling his application because he got into his top choice. So um, a great, great story, great example, great advice. And so I'm really excited for y'all to hear that. He does mention in his interview, my PA resource, and he used them. It's an editing service. If you've been listening, you've heard me talk about them, but um, I edit for my PA resource. I don't know if I edited Aaron's essay, maybe, but he used my PA resource, and so you'll learn more about that. But if you decide that you need help with your personal statement and you want to use them, you can use the code PREPA Club for a discount. So make sure you look at that, and the that's in the description too, so that if you forget it. But let's jump into our interview, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Here we go. 
Hey everybody, my name is Aaron Hunro. Uh, I am an incoming PA student at Marshall B. Ketchum University in uh, Orange County, California. I was born and raised in Southern California. Uh, spent, a, spent a little bit of time in the Bay Area, but I've always lived in California my whole life. Um, I do enjoy traveling though. I'm on my current US summer tour before PA school. Um, and uh, definitely just trying to enjoy the free time before PA school um, comes into play. And, uh, you know, I'm just enjoying meeting all these new people, um, spending time with my friends who I haven't seen since high school. And, you know, I'm being on uh, Savannah's podcast right here. So I'm excited. Well, we appreciate your time. Um, give us a little background on just kind of how you got to this point. So why PA? A little bit about your education um, and yeah kind of what brought you here sure so first and foremost um, my dad's a PA uh, he had uh, come to California in the early 80s um, he came here as a Cambodian refugee um, survivor of the Khmer Rouge and uh, you know he worked his way up to become a PA um, and you know, so my whole entire life, I've kind of had that exposure to the PA profession and medicine never really was like, oh, I'm absolutely going to be a PA, um, like when I was younger, at least. Um, and, you know, I was kind of dabbling in a lot of film stuff, a lot of like music, video editing stuff like that. That's why I still enjoy doing my YouTube stuff. Um, but at the same time, I did have like, you know, some affinity towards medicine. Um, he definitely inspired me to, you know, give back to the community and, and, you know, care for fellow, um, humanity essentially. Um, so when we were, when I was maybe like in middle school, we started a project, thank you America, in which we served, um, Thanksgiving meals to the homeless neighbors in the Inland Empire. And so he was always about like, you know, um, the well-being of other people. And the, so that kind of resonated with me a lot. Um, and then once I started like college, um, I was really thinking about like where I can fuse, you know, all my passions together. And at that, at that time I was really passionate about sports. So I was thinking, you know, something along the lines of sports medicine. Um, and he was kind of pushing me towards, you know, like medical school or, or something quote unquote higher than, um, just a master's degree. But at the same time, um, I felt like he was such a great clinician for some of his patients and the way that I saw him practicing medicine, I was like, wow, like, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what capacity it would, it would be either as a doctor or an NP or a PA, but I want to be able to practice medicine like my dad, you know? Um, and so being able to see him, you know, thoroughly explain things to his patients, genuinely care about them. I was just like, I really want to be like him. Right. Um, and so, you know, started getting more exposure and experience in the healthcare field, worked as a uh, medical assistant. I was trained on the job. Then I started working as a scribe in uh, various specialties, such as um, occupational health, orthopedics, um, pediatrics, and currently in uh, cardiac electrophysiology. Um, and also worked as a behavior interventionist with kiddos who had autism. Um, and so it just kind of built up like a broad exposure to various aspects of medicine and um you know decided to go full steam ahead for pa school and uh didn't get accepted my first 
cycle, but I didn't let it deter me. You know, I just kept working more, um, took a lot more classes, uh, especially as a non-science major in undergrad at uh, UC Riverside. Um, and so essentially got accept got my first acceptance in October of last year and then got my second acceptance earlier this year and here I am. <laughs> <laughs> so that was one of my questions is do you consider yourself a traditional applicant or a non-traditional applicant? Sure. So I mean from my dad having that background and me having that exposure, people would think, oh, you know, like you should be a traditional candidate, like science degree you get all your hours get all your grades and you're in but for me i kind of uh, it was kind of what i spoke about um when i went back to my um alma mater um and my postback program i was telling them you know i kind of took the scenic route at one point in my life i didn't want anything to do with medicine i just enjoyed being around people and enjoyed you know helping people and um once i decided pa was the right choice for me um i was in my postback program or like uh, my I was graduating as a fifth year at UC Riverside and did my postback program um, and uh, all that and again as a non-science major so I would definitely say I was non-traditional so what was so your what degree was your... again so it was actually the major was theater and the emphasis was filmmaking okay, okay. so um, early in, in early on in college when they were handing out YouTube partnerships left and right I became a YouTube partner and then I kind of just like didn't do anything with it. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go back to, um, you know, trying to do something in the medical field. So interesting. Yeah. Um, did that come up at all in your interviews or anything? Did anyone have it, questions about that? Yeah, it did actually. Um, so at my catch, yeah, Marshall B. Ketchum interview, um, my interviewer asked, so why theater why filmmaking and you know so i was explaining to her that you know i enjoyed making videos i enjoyed making film you know working with film um and i guess as a younger when i was younger i played with legos and you know so it was kind of like you build something out of nothing um and it, it, for me film was kind of like that too like you get all your shots you edit everything and then you finally make a final product and it's kind of like wow i made this out of nothing so for me that was that's kind of what i enjoyed and the fact that like you don't have to necessarily be a science major or anything like that to get into pa school it was like for me it was kind of like the icing on the cake just because i i knew i could handle science rigors at least later on but um i definitely had to prove it through extra classes and you know um uh, a postback program, but at the same time, I, I enjoyed doing what I did. Okay, so you applied twice. Mm -hmm. um, talk to me a little bit about kind of those application cycles, how many programs you applied to, what you did differently between cycles. Sure. So the first time I applied, um, I had one discrepancy, which was my microbiology course. Um, so when I took it in my postback program, it was a microbiology lecture in lab. Uh, however, it was only three quarter units. And so that was like a huge, you know, discrepancy with a lot of the programs. Um, so I applied to maybe about like 12 programs first. And it, I was like automatically rejected by like half of them just because of that class. Um, so the second time around, I definitely addressed that. Um, got Ended up getting an A in lecture in lab. 
uh, took about like seven, eight more classes just to boost my science GPA up and also kind of prove to them that I can build a foundation for didactic pharmacology, pathophysiology, medical terminology, um, and uh, a few other courses that, you know, helped boost my GPA and also make like a bigger and stronger foundation for, for didactics. Um, and at the same time, I, I was, after being really down on myself for not getting into school, um, I used that as motivation to, you know, just work even harder. So from like April until November, I was working literally like 52 hours a week um, just to increase my patient care hours and uh, networked with people, um, reached out to people for advice and, you know, um, help and all that. So um, definitely didn't let the rejections stop me from getting into PA school. Okay, cool. Do you, what do you think made your application stand out? What made a strong application? Because obviously now you have multiple acceptances. Right, right. Um, so what, what made that happen? I think the fact that I was just so dedicated into trying to get in um, and into the profession, um, just, you know, getting uh, Kappa memberships or uh, AAPA memberships, even as an affiliate, um, I think me showing that I was like seriously invested in wanting to become a PA and um, just kind of through the, my track record again, through those classes and those, those hours of work um, and networking with the right people and whatnot. So I, I think they genuinely saw that I was like headstrong on trying to get into PA school and become a PA and not any other profession. So um, all that accumulated with, you know, trying to be in uh, at like an all around um, candidate. So I was like volunteering as, you know, a youth coach and I was like um, doing that project that my dad and I came up with. So we consistently did that um, and so just kind of doing a lot of things that were genuine, like, I guess, geared to shaping me into a future clinician. So, I mean, it, they all worked out, I guess. So It sounds like you, so this is one thing I've noticed with reapplicants or people who are applying. And my general advice is if you're applying to PA school, especially the first time, go into it planning on reapplying. Right, because right. it is so competitive and little things can just knock your application out. So oh, yeah. um, it sounds like you actually you were very proactive and really took steps in every single way you could so that the next time going into it, your application was that much stronger. Right. right. Um, and then I know I've seen on your social media and just from speaking with you that you did use my PA resource and some yeah. stuff from the PA platform as well. Do you feel like those kind of gave you an edge over other candidates? I think that it did. Um, I mean, first and foremost, like I, like, like you said, I was applying and reapplying as if I wasn't going to get in. And so for me, it was like, well, if I don't get in and I didn't do anything to improve, then I only have a short amount of time to improve. Um, and so the improvements, of course, with the grades and the hours were one thing, but also with the personal statement. And as soon as I got my first interview, that one, I, I only utilized like um, the Andrew Rodekin 
uh, interview book. Mm -hmm. And also um, had like my dad grill me and like um, my mentor, Anthony Gothier, grill me. Um, and so while I was waiting on that interview or waiting on the decision from that interview, I also got an interview invite for Dominican, uh, I'm sorry, for Sacred Heart University in which I did um, the mock interview with Sam. Um, and so, I mean, that along with um, my PA resource help with the personal statement, I think it really just made me, you guys, you guys highlighted, helped me highlight my strengths a lot more than I had already been doing. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, I think I was down on myself a lot. Like I obviously didn't have the best grades, but at the same time, I still had a lot of strengths that I wasn't really showcasing and you guys really brought that out. And so just um, the thing that I kind of figured out was that, you know, everybody has their own story. Everybody has their own strength. It's really how you put a spin on it, how you present yourself and the way that you guys were kind of coaching me to do that. I was just like, wow, this, this is amazing. Like I went from zero interviews to like four interview invites and I was like, wow, this is, this is awesome. So yeah, confidence is such a big part of it. And we don't tend to like to talk about ourselves one or brag right. on ourselves. So right. um, sometimes it takes somebody else kind of helping you to to see what your strengths are a little bit more. Right. And like you said, it's all about how you spin it and go about explaining things mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, so you had four interviews, and then at least two acceptances. Yeah, Right. So okay. I, the two interviews that I went to, I got accepted. The other two interviews I actually declined. Okay. So um, I declined Sacred Heart after I found out I got accepted to Dominican. Um, and then after that, I got Ketchum as an interview. And then um, I, was, I was waiting for them. I got an interview for USC. And then it was kind of the same thing with Sacred Heart um, in terms of I had my spot already and I knew I wanted to go to those schools. Um, and so I wanted to kind of give my spot up just in case somebody else could use that, you know, <laughs> or if if they got called off the wait list, because that's what happened to me for Ketchum. Um, the admissions director called me on a Monday and was like, hey, so we have interviews on Saturday. You're on the wait list to interview. Are you still interested? I was like, yes, absolutely. So she's like, well, we'll let you know latest by Friday. And here comes Friday afternoon. She's like, hey, a spot opened up. Do you want it? And I'm like, absolutely. I'll be there. So. Thank goodness, like it was, it's like a 40 minute drive from my house, but um, I was just super lucky and fortunate that um, I got off that wait list to interview. And so for me, it was kind of like, well, I already have my spot. Maybe somebody's on the wait list to interview at USC and they could use that spot. So that's kind of why I declined my interview over there. That's awesome. Yeah. And I saw it out. People always ask, how long do they, how much notice do they give you before an interview? Yeah. And just you have to be ready to go oh yeah absolutely <laughs> just ready yeah. to do it um so after you're accepted to marshall b ketchum what were your deciding factors um as far as deciding not only what school mm -hmm. what school you would be the best fit for but would also fit you best right so i mean i fell in love with dominican when i interviewed there um the faculty there is amazing. The, the students there, they spoke highly about it. Um, and it was definitely like a close, tight-knit family. And that's kind of how I felt like I, that that's one thing that was on my priority list for a program. Um, the smaller class size definitely appealed to me a lot more than like the large class 
PA programs just because, I mean, I, I came from like a pretty big high school and a pretty big college and, you know, people can kind of get lost within the mix of everything. So for me, I was like, I kind of want something tight knit so I know I don't kind of slack off, you know, some so people can keep me in check. Um, and another deciding factor was proximity. Um, and that was the reason why I chose Dominican over Sacred Heart at that time, just because, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to focus too much if I'm in Connecticut and my family's all in California and I wouldn't be able to see them often, at least Northern to Southern California is not too bad. Um, but then when it came to Ketchum and Dominican, like as, as torn as I was, I knew in the back of my mind, I was going to stay home, stay local. Cause I mean, every, that's something that everybody ideally would want to do. And I was fortunate enough to be in that position. Um, and so like my mom was super thrilled that I chose Southern California. So, yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, location was big for me too. And that's why honestly why I chose my program, that in cost, but, mm -hmm. right. um, location was a huge part of that. So, sure. um, now that you were accepted, mm -hmm. what, if anything, have you been doing to prepare or have you just been enjoying your time? <laughs> <laughs> what have you done since your acceptance? So something that I, this was kind of like already in the works. Um, so when I was applying, I, I applied to a lot of programs this past cycle and um, my fees were a lot and obviously I was going to pay for it anyway. So I used that credit card in which you spend like a certain amount, then you get like air mileage. Oh, like the um, Southwest card or the something? The Southwest yeah, one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I was like, well, you know, I might be able to use this on like my flights for interviews if I have to fly out far. Um, but fortunately, after I got in, I was like, well, I have all these miles. What do I do with it? So I just decided to book my like mini vacation trip. Um, and it worked out because uh, for the doctor that I work with, work with right now, um, we have a system to where I can actually work remotely. And so it's like some days I'm just like chilling, hanging out with my friends and visiting and spending time with them. Other days I'm just like in the zone. I'll find a coffee spot or something and just work. That's awesome. Um, so, so it worked out perfectly. Um, things to prepare, I, you know, went to AAPA to network with some people, kind of get some more resources, kind of get um, some advice from PA students. Um, reviewing my anatomy and physio, I brought my like anatomy coloring book on my trip. Um, and just, I've still been, you know, working. So at least I have like, I, it's not like I, shut my brain off completely from anything medically related. Um, but at the same time, I just wanted to relax and enjoy like the change of scenery, change of pace from California, especially because I know like once I'm in school, it's going to be like, you know, all gas, no brakes. Yeah. We'll have to check back in once you're, yeah. <laughs> once you're in and you can share your advice as far as that goes. Right. Um, well, yeah, I've been following you on Instagram and seeing all of your adventures, your Disney <laughs> World. I'm super jealous. Um, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, oh, gosh, I had a question. I lost my... Oh, you talked about AAPA. So yeah. you mentioned being a member and going to the conference, which, again, I'm super mm -hmm. jealous that you got to go to that and hang out with so many fun people. Um, how did you feel going to the conference as 
somebody, I guess, who's still technically pre-PA. Like, did you feel right. like it was a great experience? Maybe not? Helpful? I don't Honestly, know. Honestly, I thought it was an amazing experience. Um, I went to Cap last year, the California Academy of mm-hmm. Physicians um, conference in August of last year, and that was in the middle of my application cycle. And I found that super helpful, just being able to network with you know, my mentor and a couple other PAs he introduced me to. Um, I even ran into like my program director over there. So it was just like the networking itself was, it, it kind of paid for the admission to the conference um, to just like being immersed in that like environment in that field. You're, you know, because as pre-PA students, it's hard enough to find PAs to like shadow or network with. And over here, it's like, there's PAs everywhere that you can like, you know, go up to and talk to. And it, it's almost like it gives me motivation to be like, wow, I'm going to be one of them one day, you know? So it, that also kind of um, made it worthwhile. And then also going to some of the talks, um, I know like the CME credits don't, you know, they have nothing, I, I can't <laughs> use them or anything right now, but just being able to sit in the talks and like realize that, I, I understand some of this stuff already through my patient care experience, um, and I'm excited to learn more about it during PA school. So at Kappa and at AAPA, like sitting in on some of the seminars and the sessions, like it was, it was great. Um, two of my favorite things that was amazing and definitely worth it for pre-PA students or PA students, pre-PA students and practicing PAs was um, the general session speaker. Um, the speaker this year was uh, PA Jeff Evans, and his story was just remarkable and very inspiring and very motivating. Um, and one thing that he said was like, you know, he climbed Mount Everest with his friend who was blind. And this is like kind of the synopsis. Wow. Yeah, right? Um, and he said during his like few minutes that he was up on the summit, he didn't learn anything really. But what he learned was everything that it took to get to that summit you know those months of climbing and like hardship and that really resonated with me as a pre-pa student and i think a lot of pre-pa students need to hear that because it's like once you get accepted it's like a weight is lifted off your shoulders yes you feel accomplished but everything that took you to get to that spot is really what helped shape and mold you as a future pa um, and a future pa student so i i feel like that message was amazing to hear and and kind of like to um, validate like all my struggles and success. I've, I mean, all my struggles and obstacles have led to that success, but I learned a lot through those struggles. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I, I saw some stuff about him. It sounds like we need to try to get him on the podcast. Oh yeah, (laughs) he is so inspirational. I'm like, you really did all of this and you're a PA? Like, <laughs> you're this a is PA. amazing. Yeah, um, apparently there's a PA the other night on, um, what is it, American Ninja Warrior or whatever? Okay. I okay. need to, I need to, I'm going to look her up too. Yeah. Um, but no, you're right. I think. The Challenge Bowl was amazing uh, too. Who? The Challenge Bowl. Oh, yeah. That was really fun to see. And then again, regardless of where you are, what stage you're at, it's, it's exciting to see. And it's really it inspired to me inspired me to try to be on the challenge bowl one year <laughs> so we'll see yeah i don't think my program my program went to gappa which is like the georgia pa sure, sure. Stuff. i don't really think anyone went to aapa 
Oh, okay. So maybe now they're that was a few years ago, but maybe now they're more involved. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know that we've ever won the challenge bowl. <laughs> unfortunately, um, but no, I'm sure I'm sure one one year we'll meet up at AAPA whenever yeah, I make it there. Um, but yeah, then, definitely worth it. Yeah. Are you? Is that something you plan on trying to do again? later i mean hopefully in school and things like that right i mean hopefully like i'll be able to go um as maybe like a student rep for my program but yeah, if that'd not be awesome. you know um, well, so next not, year is denver yeah <coughs> yes denver and then i heard 2020 is nashville nashville okay so nashville's that's, close that's to me that, that sounds great yeah <laughs> well, a little less dry weather um <laughs> you're probably sick of our humidity but yeah. I'm getting used to it. <laughs> We're good, though. <laughs> okay, good, yeah. It takes me a while to adjust when I go out west. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, I wanted to ask you, so sometimes I'll ask, like, what would you tell people if they're on the fence about becoming a PA? But I think I kind of want you to address, like, what would be your advice for somebody right now who's pre-PA who kind of like you were feeling is feeling just, like, defeated, like, mm -hmm. Maybe they did get some rejections, which is so hard. Like, this is such a random process. I always tell people, like, you can get a rejection in an interview invite the exact same day. Yeah. Um, because it's so random. Like, what would be your advice or motivation to them to either do something or keep going? Or, right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the broad advice that I can give is just keep working hard. You know, if you're passionate about it um, – just don't give up. Don't let it, you know, deter you. Um, I know a lot of people have different stories and people are inspiring in terms of, you know, oh, they have such a high GPA or they have X amount of hours. Like, I wish I could be like them. But at the same time, I feel like everybody has such a unique story that it's like if you generally just keep working hard, do what you got to do to get into school, schools will look at it and a program the the program that fits you best, that sees you as a fit and you see as a fit, is going to accept you. Um, and it may be the first year, maybe the second year, or the third year, or later. But if you're genuinely, like, working hard towards it, I mean, the universe will reward you for it, you know? Um, and so, for me, I, I, like, I sacrificed time to hang out with my friends and my family, um, working, like, again, 52 hours a week. I was dead tired, but at the same time, I still found time to, like, study for my classes or study for the GRE and you know for me I think making the excuses wasn't going to do anything so I had to make the effort instead um, and it all paid off in the end but regardless of where you're at if you're starting out or if you're in the middle or if you're very close you know like waiting on last minute interviews and stuff like that because some of my friends actually just got interviews like within the past couple weeks and got accepted so i mean like regardless of where you're at just just keep at it and then we're gonna look back and be like oh my gosh i can't believe i was stressing out over trying to get into pa school like that you know so <laughs> yeah no i do that i actually found an old journal from college and man i was rough on myself oh, no. you're never gonna do this you can't oh, no. you know like it's so but now it's so funny like oh you're so dramatic um <laughs> So where can people find you as far as your uh, social media? Are you 
for the YouTube stuff, sure. website, like where can we follow along and connect with you? Yeah, so my uh I guess my brand is kind of just like everything rolled up in one, like my PA stuff, my rap stuff, my travel stuff. So my website is Aaron Ankler um dot com. So Aaron A A R O N A N G K O R dot com. Funny thing about that is like a lot of people are like I can't pronounce it, so I don't really know like how to look it up, but it's it's essentially off of Uncle Wat from in Cambodia. Um Uncle is like my unofficial middle name, my family middle name, so that's why everybody calls me like AA. Um and I was thinking about maybe changing it later, but for th- for now <laughs> it's Aaron A N G K O R and that's also my Instagram handle. Um and my YouTube channel, I don't really have many PA stuff on that yet, but I might have some, maybe some vlogs here and there later on. Uh, but for the most part, people are more than welcome to direct message me on Instagram or um, shoot me an email. My email's on my website as well, um, as well as my blog for like all my different uh, PA school posts and stuff like that. So. Great, great. I'll put all of that in the description. Sounds okay. good. All right, y'all, that was our interview. So like I said, it feels really great to get back to interviewing and um, we'll be covering lots of stuff in upcoming podcasts. If there's something you want to hear about, please let me know um, either on here or in a review. If you have a question, let us know and um, make sure you check out Aaron's website and follow him on Instagram. I'm sure he'll be posting tons of great stuff as he starts school very soon. It's it's almost fall. So, all right. I'll see you guys next week. Have a good weekend.